hot cakes. Welcome to Hot Take, the podcast where we talk about the climate crisis and all the ways that we're talking and not talking about it. I'm Mariana Yves Hegler. And I'm Amy Westerman. Today we have an unusual episode. We spent some time with journalists Emily Atkin and Brian Kahn a couple weeks ago doing a dramatic reading of a terrible, terrible book. A really terrible book. I mean, terrible, awful, no good, very bad book. Yes. About one of our least favorite people on the planet Earth. Um, Mm -hmm. Donald Trump and how he is apparently an environmentalist. Yeah. It's called Donald Trump Environmentalist. And yeah, they written- thought really fucking hard about that title, Amy. <laughs> really fucking hard. Do you know how many meanings went into that goddamn book in those titles? Oh my god. It's so bad. It's so bad. It's self-published by a guy who apparently has worked with Trump for years, helping right. him to do like conservation projects around his golf courses. Um and there's an awful lot in there about Melania's boobs. That's all I'll say. <laughs> I forgot that part. I, I think this guy basically, like, um, I don't know, was just some, for some reason was very uh, sort of impressed slash scared by Trump. And, and as he tells it, went from being a radical environmentalist to, you know, working with Donald Trump on his golf courses, which in and of themselves are, are like environmental disasters, period, yeah. across the board. Yeah. So, anyway, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and if you follow the show, follow our newsletter, you can probably guess we did not do this sober mm-hmm. at all. Mm-hmm. So I don't remember what That's I was true. drinking because I drank so much of it. Emily, do you remember what you were drinking? I had a margarita concoction of some kind, and it was quite strong. So yeah, yes. Oh my god, you stay on fucking brand. Yeah, it's true. I, I, uh, it was a bit of a blur that whole. Yeah, uh, that that whole uh, you know session. But uh, but we've pulled out some uh, some tidbits for you here, and if you want to watch the whole thing, uh, we'll drop a link to that in the show notes. Yeah, and whatever you do, do not buy this book. Do not buy it. Not with money. No, no. No. Don't do it. I think it was like Um, $20 or something, too. It was ridiculous. What? (sighs) Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my God. Like American human dollars? Yeah. American dollars. U.S. dollars. That's bullshit. That's bullshit. Um, Anyway, we sat through Emily Atkin reading it at us so that you don't have to. And you know what? Uh, I don't regret it because I don't remember it. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Yes. Enjoy. There's two climate change chapters. One is called climate change and one is called global warming versus global respect for the environment. (laughs) Oh my God. Those are the two choices I always make. Which two, what is it? Global respect for the environment. I think I'm gonna make that the new style guide on Earth. We're gonna call it that from now on. Global respect for the environment? Yeah. Is that your new tag? 
That's your new tagline. <laughs> yeah, I think that's it. I think we're pivoting the site to global respect for the environment. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so I, uh, in the interest of time and... Uh... Sorry, just as an editor, that really fucking bothers me because the globe is the environment. Yes. So like, you could also say environmental respect for the globe or global respect or environmental respect. That doesn't make any fucking sense. Like it means nothing. Mm -hmm. Yes, correct. <laughs> so the entire first chapter is about John, is about, uh, is about John DeLorean. Who the fuck is that? The maker of the, <laughs> the maker of the DeLorean. Of the DeLorean? Is that like the Mandalorian? Not the Mandalorian. <laughs> How many DeLorean? DeLorean is the car that they turn into a time machine in Back to the Future. That's like, that's my one cultural reference for that car. <laughs> I think it's all anyone knows about the car. Did they ever actually hey. sell like DeLoreans at all? Like, I feel like it was just like, yeah, it's in this cool movie. And that was it. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, so mad. It's about how like John DeLorean's property got all messed up because John DeLorean was like, uh, you know, charged with a bunch of crimes and then Donald Trump like acquired it and turned it into mm -hmm. a horse. And, and Ed Russo, the guy who wrote the book, um, was like, you know, I want to protect the environment of this property. And so what happens is that um, Trump uh, is like trying to acquire the golf course and Ed Russo is like trying to protect the environment of the property. And then um, Ed Russo gets invited to Donald Trump's uh, office to for a meeting and he's like okay like I'm gonna go to the office for a meeting to Trump Tower and so that's mm -hmm. where we start off here all right so it says wow this does it show up with goats no goats <laughs> um so Ashley and Jim unimportant picked me up at Newark International Airport late one night and we immediately drove to Trump Tower for a meeting at Donald's personal penthouse the entire building was amazing. And when the doors of the elevator opened, Donald J. Trump was right there to greet us. I had read up on what to expect, studying the art of the deal, and was ready for a direct confrontation. That did not occur. All he wanted to do- Donald Trump's a little bitch. Okay, go ahead, sorry. More <laughs> in context, Amy, thank you for having- sorry. No, I think it's good. I think we need to acknowledge the reality here. <laughs> That's why I invited you guys here for fact-checking. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Real-time fact-checking. Um, all he wanted to do was show us his apartment, the kitchen appliances, the clocks, the lamps, and the view of Central Park. It was all very nice, but not what I was there for. It went on forever, and it drove me nuts. Finally, we all sat down. The spatial dynamics were fascinating. Donald had no assistant or boardroom table. There was no boardroom. He sat on the couch and I sat on the chair next to the couch and Ashley and Jim sat on the two chairs on the far side of the right of the couch. <laughs> Genuine question. What is a spatial dynamic? I'm not, not an interior. That might be a real makeup thing. of like really this, don't know. the stuff in the room and where everybody was sitting and like, you know. You mean the decor? The layout, the layout. Yeah. I see. Spatial dynamics. This yeah. man did not have an editor. <laughs> I'm okay, so this guy's... to tell you guys what is about to happen. Oh like, my God. Okay. okay. The conversation immediately turned brutal. 
I tried to educate him on the importance of the local environment, the threatened and endangered species, the water quality issues, and the responsibility to the neighbors. Woody Johnson, owner of the Jets, lived across the street. Betty Merck, Merck Pharmaceuticals, lived alongside. The Brady family, financiers, owned property to the rear. And Malcolm Forbes lived around the corner. Even McDonald's billions, he wasn't the richest kid on the block. <laughs> Please tell me this was written in stanzas. Um, <laughs> just, you know, just, just regular paragraph. <laughs> Donald wanted none of it he threatened to rip up his proposed offer for the land. He was furious. He wanted what he wanted. And the golf course ordinance that I helped write was standing in his way. I didn't care. The law was the law. At the crescendo of one of his rants, in walked the future Mrs. Trump, Melania Naus. Miss Naus was beautiful in a stunning white dress, tall and sophisticated. No underwear. I'm sorry, go ahead. <laughs> it was in parentheses. It was in invisible ink. But I, that was 100% part of this recollection for this man. <laughs> she walked in from the left. Between the couch where Donald was sitting and the chair where I sat. After all my reading and research about Donald, I knew this wasn't a random visit. This was the challenge. This was what I needed to be ready for, and I was. I had read his books and knew to be prepared for something like this, something to throw off my game and give him the advantage. However, I also enjoyed a boner. <laughs> I was a former elected official and was always, and I mean always, professional. I had no Wait. fear. Back I up, what was his elected office? I don't know. Who knows? Fucking Googling. Something is about to happen. Okay. Uh, of course it is. I had no fear. I immediately stood up and reached out in response to her offer to shake my hand, looked her straight in the eyes and said, it's very nice to meet you. Wow. Perfect, tone, perfect inflection. It was euphoric. I won. <laughs> <laughs> what is the perfect tone to say nice to me? Holy shit, have I been doing this wrong my entire life? Good job with that. By the way, my, my roommates, my friend were over there and they kept fucking laughing. Did you guys know that there's an Eddie Russo who was a NASCAR driver or a race car driver? He died in 2012. Okay. Carry on. Okay, okay. <laughs> perfect tone, perfect inflection. It was euphoric. I won. I was ready to run the victory lap. Done and done. However, as I was pulling my hand away from her, something dreadful happened. <laughs> I came in my pants. Do you know how many people believe that's her real middle name? It's true. <laughs> <laughs> a lot. <laughs> okay. However, <laughs> God damn it, Amy. <laughs> As I was pulling my hand away from her, something dreadful happened. I knew it was wrong. 
I knew everyone was looking at me to make a mistake, especially Donald, who was standing half a step to my right. I felt hypnotized, out of control, and then it happened. The worst of the worst. Shitting, you were right. <laughs> my, okay. my eyes looked down at things they should never have looked at. <laughs> Oh, and I couldn't help it. I reached out a hand and went hog hog. <laughs> <laughs> okay. My eyes looked down at things they never should have looked at. You know the time immediately after you do something really stupid when you think there's a chance that no one noticed? No, I've never fucking been there. No, I've never looked at someone's titties. <laughs> <laughs> Oops, um, there was none of that. No time to explain myself. Donald lunged as if we had been fencing for hours and he'd finally seen the opening he was waiting for. I was open for the thrust of his foil. <laughs> wow, wow, <laughs> fucking wow. I would also just like to draw folks' attention to this. By Brian Kahn. Trump has written a book about Trump has a book written by a Trump advisor about how Trump loves the environment, actually. <laughs> Brian, have you read this? Oh, book? busted, Brian! No, I just you wrote read the book. Oh no, no, I would never read this book. <laughs> because I, I'm Googling this dude and I can't find anything about him. Is no, I only acknowledge it was only because he I think Trump announced that he had the book. Like he was like, oh, he like did. And also this guy it. sent out a bunch of press releases to like Yeah. Yeah. No, this is the first time I've ever heard it. I've never heard anything from this book and I'm really sad that I am now. It's wow. just like oh, wow. Is... Okay, wait, wait, wait. So the thrust of his foil. Oh uh <clears throat> I was open for the thrust of his foil. Which by the way, that doesn't make any sense. Um However, all he said was, quote, I guess now we know Russo's not gay. <laughs> That's actually, this is the most factual thing I like, think I could hear. I think from that book. really tracks, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I guess now we know. Hey, now we know. Uh, you know, he's got good taste. He likes what he likes. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, honestly, I'm surprised and maybe it got it up. I feel like it wouldn't surprise me if there was a slur involved, to be honest. I mean, if it's Trump. Wow. I have so many questions. Now, before any of my LGBTQ brothers and sisters set their hair on fire, this was 15 years ago. You should say siblings, though. He should have said siblings, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was not that, yeah. Hondo pay. Yeah. Uh, years ago before i knew about things like he games. wrote it in 2016 get your shit together back then it was cool to look at boobs anytime any place you know you could look at boobs wherever you went and it was fun stop talking like that right there's boobs they're in front of you what are you gonna do you maybe honk a little hey hey what this is uh I'm really learning a lot about Trump's environmentalism. I don't know about you. I'm not. 
I'm not learning anything. This was 15 years ago. Certain words did not have the connotation that they have today. I will be digging deeper into the concepts of bigotry, racism, misogyny, and xenophobia later in this book. For now, Donald was able to make a joke and break the ice to create a better atmosphere for him and get beyond the difficult discussion we were there to have. Everyone laughed. I bet Melania was laughing her ass off. I mean, her tits off. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Anyway, uh, so, you know, there's like more in here. I feel like... uh, Oh, oh, um, that, so there's like more that's, uh, is a lot. And then, so basically they have a conversation and then later he's like, Ed, Ed Russo's in a bar and he gets a phone call. Um, and, uh, he says hello to Trump, it's Trump. And he goes, let me apologize for my behavior at our meeting. He, and Trump returned with, no, no, there's nothing to apologize for you're obviously very passionate about the things you believe in, and that's good. And I said, no, I'm not apologizing for giving you a hard time about the environment. I actually enjoyed that. I'm apologizing for my eyes going where they never should have gone. True gentleman, Edward Rousseau. Yeah. Uh, he... No, no, I meant when I was staring at your wife's tits. <laughs> and oh, then, that. And then... And then Trump offered him a job, and then the chapter ends. And then Trump offered him a job. Wow, amazing. (laughs) This holiday season, get a gift for yourself, too, and keep it simple. I gave myself the gift of a better, more convenient laundry experience. I know, I know, laundry doesn't sound like a gift, but honestly, EarthBreeze just makes it so much easier. Think about how you actually do laundry. You have to work out how much detergent to pour, lift that big plastic jug, hope the goo doesn't get everywhere. It's annoying. But EarthBreeze Eco Sheets look like nothing I've ever seen in the detergent aisle. It's almost, it's like a dryer sheet kind of, but it's the detergent and you throw it in and then that's it. There's no measuring, no nothing. It works in hot and cold. It's also dermatologist tested, hypoallergenic and free of bleach and dyes. And it fights everyday stains and odors. You get a powerful clean, but you don't have to deal with all that packaging. Right now, my listeners can get started with Earth Breeze and save 40%, Go to earthbreeze.com slash drilled. That's E-A-R-T-H-B-R-E-E-Z-E dot com slash drilled for 40% off your subscription. Earthbreeze.com slash drilled. wanted to take a quick break to note that there are a lot of people in Texas who still don't have any power because of the storm that uh, officials didn't prepare for because nobody wanted to prepare their infrastructure for extreme weather. It's fun to read about Donald Trump's ineptitude, but you know, uh, there are consequences. Yeah, Yeah, there are 
it's it's fun to laugh about it, but actually this idiocy uh, it is real. That's what you're coming down. The, the, yeah. the book about there's one book in existence about Donald Trump being good at the environment, and half of it is about Melania's titties. And <laughs> that's true. That's true. I think that that's notable. That sums it up. That's it for this episode. I hope you enjoyed that reading of Donald Trump, environmentalist. Now you don't have to buy the book or ever think about it again. I mean, to be fair, you never had to buy the book or think well, about it true. ever. Um, but I will say that, you know, I've talked about this a little bit on the dreaded Twitter machine. Um that's felt pretty toxic on the social media front lately, yeah. um, at least to me. Um, like and way more it, than, like a new level. I mean, it's like always... Like a new level. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. So it feels good to troll somebody who unequivocally deserves it, we know deserves it, like has done horrible shit out in the open, no questions about it, as opposed to trolling one another and trolling mm -hmm. individuals. Mm -hmm. And if you want some of that in your life, I strongly suggest that you cyber bully some fossil fuel companies. Yes. Um, this week was Sarah week, which mm -hmm. I don't know what the fuck that is, but also like if they're, if, a, if BP and Shell and Chevron are for it, I'm against it. So That's there's right. that. That's right. Um, That's right. Yes. So if you want to take out some righteous anger on some people who righteously deserve it because they're not people, they're corporations who are like legit poisoning all of us. Mm -hmm. I suggest that you go after some of these conglomerations. Why? Because fuck them. That's why. That's right. That's right. I don't actually know what Sarah Week stands for, but I do know that it's the annual conference of the oil and gas industry. Excuse me, the global energy industry. <laughs> and, um, and yeah, it was like, it was so ridiculous this week. I just, we saw so many... Um, oil companies and like API, the, the trade association for the oil industry kind of, you know, all of a sudden being like, we're just all about emissions reductions. We're all about, but you know, they do it in this way where they're like, we're in favor of smart climate policy, um, <laughs> which basically means for them, no climate policy. Mm. It's gross. Girl, it's did you know that gross. Sarah Week has a, his own whole ass Twitter handle? Did you know that? I know. Yeah, it's gross. It's it has its own whole ass website too, which is and crazy to me. SarahWeek.com. Yeah. I am deep into SarahWeek.com and ain't nobody told me what Sarah stands for yet. I know. Not one motherfucking person. Oh, I know. It's real it's like impossible to find. I don't understand. It's like what a it, goddamn secret. What it stands for. Oh, look, I'm on the about section. There I'm, is I'm there what right now. It's just all acronym the whole way through. What is Sarah Week? Mm -hmm. what is and it? it doesn't fucking tell you. What is it? Oh, wait. Oh, oh, I found it. Okay, in 1983, what? Cambridge Energy Research Associates, Sarah, was founded in Cambridge, Massachusetts by Daniel Jurgen and James Rosenfield. The energy research and consulting firm quickly became known for its critical knowledge and independent analysis on energy markets, geopolitics, industry trends, technology, and strategy. Each year, Sarah clients gathered for a few days in Houston 
to attend an executive conference over time. It was expanded, blah, blah, blah. Now it's called Sarah Week and they're owned by like another bigger um, sort of energy industry like analyst group called IHS Market. There you go. Um, yeah, that sounds like bullshit. Also sounds like it was written by Cambridge Analytica. <laughs> so, that's it. Oh, the other thing to that I think is kind of interesting about Sarah Week is that it's like all the oil and gas company people, but then it's also like the um, U.S. politicians working on right. oil and gas. And I think at this one, um, you know, what, what you're starting to see a lot more of is tech people showing up at these things too because you've a got fucking course and your Google that are like, hey guys, let's sell you some... <laughs> some uh, software that will help you do this faster. While, of course, at the same time saying that they are committing to zero emissions. Okay, Sarah Week 2021. Yep, there we go. Amazon Web Services. Top, a foundational uh, partner. And then you've got all the banks, Credit Suisse, Goldman Sachs, HSBC, Morgan Stanley. Yep. So that's great. Then you've got all the oil companies. You've got like Aramco, BP, ExxonMobil, ConocoPhillips, blah, blah, blah. All of them. They're all there. Jeez. APIs there. It's always the worst people who hang out together. I know. I know. Yeah. And then you had like, you know, all these Biden administration climate and energy people giving speeches there too. So, yeah. It is, it is, you know what it reminds me of is just this thing that I, I think is just still such a persistent idea that like, we need to ask the oil industry's permission to have Mm -hmm. climate policy. Yeah. (laughs) And it's like, like even the way that they frame it is like, we're okay with this and we're okay with that. And like, oh, now we're okay with putting a price on carbon. Like, well, go fuck Mm -hmm. yourselves. That would have been great 20 years ago. And now, like, I don't care what you're okay with anymore. (laughs) Yeah. It's kind of like, you know, what we were saying about Veep, uh, which I have been rewatching because it's one of my comfort TV shows. It's so Um, good. I've just been binging it, too. It's so good. Yeah. 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 So HBO's Veep with Julia Louis-Dreyfus, um, and it's really funny, but it's also mm-hmm. like the oil industry and the plastics industry is shown yeah. to be extraordinarily powerful. Yep. Um, and I, I like I was rewatching it. And I was like, how did I miss this narrative before? So anyway, we'll we'll we're thinking about doing another episode on that in the future. And also, like, we need some trash TV in our lives. So if you have mm-hmm. trash TV with a climate theme or climate metaphor, send it to us. Yes. Nothing too serious, folks. I'm sorry. I'm just not in the place where I can handle it. Yes. I need frivolous. I need fluff. Yes. I need stupid. Yes. Yes. Totally. Okay, so go and uh, troll those oil companies. Troll companies and bad policy ideas, not people. Oh, uh, you could com- frivolous t- uh, TV with climate themes. We want to we watch some stuff. Frivolous. Emphasis frivolous. on the frivolous. Do not send um, us a sad and serious documentary, please. Thank you. No, no. And no, like, gut-wrenching, like, dramas either. I can't handle it. Um, and you can follow, uh, 
Emily Atkin on Twitter at E-M-O-R-W-E-E. And you can follow Brian at B-L-K-A-H-N. That's B-L-K-A-H-N. You can follow me at at Mary Hegler. You can follow Amy at at Amy Westervelt. And you can follow Hot Take at at Real Hot Take. All right, that's it for this time. Check out uh, the show notes for a link to our newsletter. And we'll see you next time. Bye.